supposed to talk but that last song was called how does a robin get its wings and um, it's on an upcoming ep that ryan who's with me here in the studio produced and we're going to play a new song now um, that we've just kind of worked on just taught him it's called begin again
Takes a little guitar magic. I wonder if anyone's listening on headphones and they can hear your distant electric guitar tuning. It's very fine. track of my upcoming EP called I See Jane.
97.3 KXCI Tucson. You're listening to Locals Only. My name is Sophie, and I am joined here live in Studio 2A by Rising Sun Daughter. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having us. Of course. Uh, let's do some quick introductions. Who are you, and what are you playing? My name's Grace, and you're hearing me singing, and I'm playing guitar, electric guitar right now. Um, pretty soon I'll switch to the acoustic. And this is Ryan playing a bright bass. And if you don't want to just hear, if you want to see, we are live on YouTube and Facebook. Ooh, YouTube. So Facebook. check it out. Yeah, very 21st century here at KXCI. Um, I'm so, I feel really lucky to be in this room with you guys. You're like two extraordinarily accomplished musicians. I feel like I'm just like learning things by osmosis. Um, I know that you were a part of Run Boy Run for many years and you guys toured constantly mm -hmm. and had enormous success so you've really been like far and wide <laughs> and played so much music yeah i think we went to 44 states during that holy time holy moly yeah. and now you're based in phoenix correct um and i'm i'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about like what's going on in your life like yeah. what's up now and and what has uh like led to this project well this project a lot of the music and the, the ideas and the writing did run concurrent to the time that I was in Run Boy Run. It was kind of my peaceful place. You know, mm -hmm. the, a lot of that music has, uh, this music that we're playing tonight is is um, is meant to be almost meditative even. And so it just kind of came out during that time and, and over, it's taken me and some of my personal growth a number of years to come to terms with wanting other people to hear it and actually being okay with being you know a solo performer or worth gigging with other people and when ryan took up the opportunity to produce the record that was just like really wonderful and that was a couple years ago it was a couple years that we recorded here in tucson at saint cecilia studios um using all tucson players and a lot of tucson talent and and that feels really nice and this it's always been a goal to um do a show in Tucson with with the players from the record so it's been a long journey so now I'm just glad to be here tonight <laughs> yeah so you were writing songs um under this this project um for many years like five five years pretty much more yeah. um what was the first song that you you felt like this is this is Rising Sun Daughter this is what this is about it was that last song that we played it was Icy Jane um in part because it came out of riding along in the van and just kind of the quiet of, of camping and and these different scenes of moments and snippets and that song had a different I was just writing down a, f a scant few lyrics and it they were words that felt like okay whatever just write this this idea might work fine this idea might work fine let's play it and let's let let that be fine and and I think a lot of my exploration and growth as a songwriter has been to let ideas like that live you mm -hmm. know simple words or simple phrases that that given the right amount of space or the right articulation can can have meaning and power and and feel make you feel something yeah, yeah. um as a songwriter what to you is the uh like what's the opposite of that what's the habit like, i understand how hard simplicity is like, w is that in reaction to a different place that you usually <laughs> go to? Well, I think uh, there's this need for perfectionism, mm -hmm. you know, and, and when you're a perfectionist, which 
I go in back back and forth in that place. When you're a perfectionist, nothing's ever good enough, and so nothing ever gets finished. Like I have a catalog of songs that just aren't finished, not yet, you know. But someday they'll they'll get work done, and and so that habit and that mindset of oh, this idea isn't good, it doesn't deserve to live, or I can do better, or you know, anything where you don't just go with the flow and let ideas live. I think that you know that's been that's the bad habit that I, I really try to create a positive space for musical exploration and just playing and it really should just be playful yeah yeah the the language that you're using is actually like really exciting for me because it's it's sometimes so hard to let uh, like you say let an idea live let it be outside yourself and yeah. especially when you're writing songs that are incredibly personal which I'm assuming these are are they yeah so a lot of them are especially on this EP uh one of the songs that we'll play next is just like a love breakup song and mm -hmm. I wrote it to grieve and process how it felt to get over how I loved somebody or thought I did you know and 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 every song comes comes with a bit of what what do I need to say what do I want to get down either on paper and for me as a performer uh, performing on stage is a very strong place for me to feel authentic and it challenges me a lot. I was a very shy kid. Mm -hmm. And so having the opportunity to like write something that I feel says something true about me and then also performing it kind of boldly for other people is, is like the greatest, a great challenge for me. And also it's a great joy. Yeah. You know, so. yeah, probably so rewarding. Um, you you do talk about how it's this music is is honest the the intention is to be very honest and also you you talk about it being experiential. Mm -hmm. um, what what is the experience you're offering? Like, is it a performance experience? Is it is it a sonic experience? Like, uh, tell me a little bit more about sure. that. I think like if somebody were to come see me at a show, mm -hmm. I would hope that there's the opportunity to listen and to hear and be and honestly what I share is my emotion and I think that vulnerability as a performer on stage really offers other people in the audience to to experience that within themselves if they want you know I like it just it creates the opportunity to be vulnerable both like if you're in a crowd and you're like shedding a tear that's like, are you going to let yourself cry in a public space? Am I going to let myself sing as fully as I can? You know, there is that opportunity where we are, you know, not to get too whatever, but like where it, it is vulnerable to actually mm -hmm. be alive and living and and to be performing solo. And to be performing. Yeah. So, <laughs> Although we do have yeah. Brian here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I do want to talk about the like the sonic experience. Yes. You are playing electric guitar, and you have your acoustic, and then we have the acoustic upright bass. And and what was some of the like the process that went into putting together the sound of Rising Sun Daughter? And feel free to jump in, Ryan. Yeah, I'll let Ryan kind of tap because I had a lot of these songs, and I had ways to imagine them, and then and they, it was all very washy and kind of landscapey, and and then you get down to the the nuts and bolts of how do you represent that and how do you explore that on a record, which that's Ryan's major forte. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I, I don't really know. It was a long time ago. I don't really remember what. I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't remember if there was some kind of concept. Uh, what I can say is I I really liked the songs when she brought them to me, and 
that kind there it lent itself to a certain combination of of acoustic kind of earthy resonant sounds with more for lack of a better term like atmospheric you know sound designy stuff yeah. that i that i like to do and we got a lot of help from uh angelo versace playing piano which is in itself kind of a or obviously an acoustic instrument but the way he plays it is so delicate and lush that it kind of it doesn't feel just like piano comping around it and me and ben nisbet wrote a couple of like string quartet arrangements for a few of the songs and i think we just were really interested in finding moments where we could enrich that that sense of space and and fill it up and then contract again and and I don't know. I feel like I'm speaking vaguely. Oh, no, know, it's like I'm... tap dancing about architecture, <laughs> you know, but I'm on board, yeah. especially with the, the like um, you keep mentioning landscapes and, and it really does feel, I don't know, like like you're looking out over a vast landscape hearing mm. this music and, and mm. even like a photo on your Facebook is true. <laughs> it's a beautiful like grassland with mountains and it keeps coming back to mind. And I think, you know, internal, external landscapes, it's all here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's one thing, like, like as Ryan said, space, the, the idea of space mm-hmm. and like how do you allow, how do you listen in that space? How do you, exp- you know, as you said, expand and contract? So. Cool. Yeah, how do you, how do you like paint with the space? Is like the space silence or is it just a light little harmonic on a violin drawn out? Or is it, you know, a, a whole orchestra or something? You know, there's lots of ways to, to paint it and there's no real like there's no real like directive the songs just suggest it you know yeah these particular songs that's why i was excited to work on the record because when i first heard them i think i was on tour with run boy run at that point playing bass with them and they just suggested a certain aesthetic that fit with things that i was trying to do Mm -hmm. as an arranger Mm -hmm. and it just it worked well fell into place let's hear more okay three more yeah perfect all right, well, you inspired the whole landscape thing. So this <laughs> this next song is uh, it's called Sea and Stir. i 
that was Sea and Stir. It's the song you want to drive to when you're going off into the sunset. <laughs> uh, this next this next song is that song I mentioned earlier. It's called Blackberry Brambles, and it's got it's got a few verses and and a chorus. And, and Ryan's gonna play and sing with me. It's got a bridge too. It's got a bridge too. It's got all the classic <laughs> song parts. And and uh, it's got some imagery too. Couple words. <laughs> I think there's a melody in there. Didn't John Rathouse play on this recording? John Rathouse played on this recording. Yeah. It's true. I need to get him a CD. I need to get you a CD. I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Blackberry Bramble, and so I'd like to play a song now that is called Dark Highways. It was a co-write with uh, another Phoenix musician named Michael Carter, so shout out if he's listening, or if his grandma Susie is listening, because I met her the other night, and she said she would. So, this is Dark Highways. The streets are mean and seem like dark highways, dark hallways. Dark are my days, honey, when you're not around. Oh, it ain't your fault that I can't see you through diner windows and living room windows. Strangers' windows, honey. They just let me down And her voice comes in my head And says, keep on moving Keep moving, honey You're never losing any time If we can't see each other you down. Oh, if I could read. 
we were together, we were together, and I forget the rest. This is KXCI Tucson. You're listening to Locals Only. My name is Sophie, and I am joined by Rising Sun Daughter. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for having us. And I did mention earlier, but I'll say it again, we are live on YouTube and Facebook, so if you like what you hear, check it out with your eyeballs, please. Um, I have a really weird question. Are you ready? Always. Were you at some point a theater major? I was a theater major, and I majored in directing. Yes. Two. Yeah. Yes. Theater people, theater people. Okay, good. I'm so glad we can connect about this. That's cool. Um, But I do have a serious question. Does wait, wait, wait. That... We can't, can't move on that quickly. Yeah, what? What was the tell? Right. Um. Well. Eye contact. No. I was thinking more like your uh, your presence, the the posture, the that kind of thing. I don't know. It's hard. What you know <laughs> one when you see one. Plus, you said you were shy as a child, and you're like clearly have like so much self possession now. And going to theater school tends to it definitely follow the, that the shy right out of you. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> but like if you're shy and strange as a child, then you end up at theater school That's at some point. True. So you put those dots right together. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Thanks. Um, so I was wondering if your directing, theater schooling, has led to any storytelling part of your musical work uh yes is this a lead no no i i (laughs) I, she's right i do have like story it's funny well in phoenix there is a pretty strong storytelling community like and there is they there are a lot of shows and events that do storytelling and i i made a friend with um a woman named rachel out there and they're like open mics of storytelling and it was just a wonderful outlet a couple years ago i I did not know this at wow. all. Wow! Yeah, it's on the internet. It's true. <laughs> well, so, that's cool. So you did. You did. I did, and I did. I. I mean, not. I did a few events, and there's. Um, on one of the events, I was trying to incorporate music and the stories behind the music, and then also perform. So trying to navigate how to mesh the two worlds while also like weaving a story. So, I think I played. Um, Black. I did Blackberry Bramble for one of my stories. It's true. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that does kind of answer my question. I found it uh, like when I was right out of theater school, I was also trying to write music, and I kept writing these like these narratives about you know characters and like very Shakespearean. And I was wondering if that ever like got in you, and you had the same experience in one way or another. My secrets, no, not quite that sophisticated. I'll no. tell. I tell like child, childlike. Once upon a time, there was a unicorn. Like <laughs> stories, like bedtime stories. <laughs> they happen every now and again. Um, all right. Down to some nitty gritties. You made a music video recently. I did. It's in post-production, and it looks, the snippets that I've seen, it's glorious. It was produced by uh, Limitro Films up in Phoenix and directed by Stephanie Lucas. And there were, there were dancers. There were so many dancers. breathing dancers. Yes. There were eight, nine, eight or nine dancers. Um, there, and we worked with a choreographer who's with a center dance ensemble. Her name's Priscilla. And it was just like surreal. On the way to the shoot, I was thinking to myself, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could just like improv for a little while to get used to dancing together and just the feel? And that was one of my favorite. And that's how we started the shoot, just from the mind of the director, too. And 
and it was really fun to explore the music of Icy Jane in this sort of ethereal way with a bunch of other women and you know contact and just and hopefully you'll see it soon and it's it was fun to work with dance because I have some you know I went to dance classes as a kid and I love dancing but you know how do you, how many different art forms can you fit into your performance <laughs> at one time yeah and be good at all of right, them right, right. That's why we hired the dancers. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm so looking forward to it. The stills look amazing that Thanks. are online. And, and it's it's the song is I, I See Jane. It is I See Jane. Amazing. Yeah. That was in the first set if you want to check it out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you're playing a show at Congress on the mm-hmm. 11th. Yes. Is this like one of the first shows you've played in Tucson in a while? Or did it, was I just out of it? I, I mean... I've played a few shows in Tucson, mm-hmm. almost all w- in a billing with Sweet Ghosts, coincidentally, because um, there it's helpful to know people and you know do things with people you you know and like. Um, so, but this is the f- first one that I think I've actually tried to promote and say, oh, I'll have my CDs and mm-hmm. you know come see the show. I yeah. exist. And you're playing you're playing on it in in the outdoor land. Yeah, in the outdoor land. Yeah, yes. with Sweet Ghosts. Give us, give us a little, little something about Sweet Ghosts. Well, this show's going to be fun because it's uh, mostly the same people that recorded on her record that is also mostly like our backing band typically, mm-hmm. uh, with the notable exception of Aaron Emery, yeah. who is still languishing in the wasteland of L.A. <laughs> for God knows what reason. But... <laughs> Uh, but the rest, Angelo's going to play. Ben Nisbet's playing violin. Oh, beautiful. Me and Catherine. Uh, this young drummer, Kai Felix, that we've been playing with, is going to play. And uh, it'll be fun. And, and Gabe Sullivan will be playing bass with us. Remains to be seen if I play bass with Grace or if he plays and I play guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the structure of the show is going to be fun. We're going to have a set of uh, Grace's stuff with everybody playing her stuff. And then a Sweet Ghost set. And then we'll do something with everybody at the end. Awesome. Which will be great. Yeah. So it'll be really gorgeous. Hopefully it won't be too hot, but it hasn't been that hot at night, which is nice. Yeah. And we're all fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We've it's all good. got this down. <laughs> and then you're playing again on May 16th. Right. At Valley Bar in Phoenix. And I did want to ask you, you did a residency in the fall at Valley Bar. Yes. What was, you played once a week, right? Once you, a month. Once a, a month. Once a month. And so I'd, I'd approached the the booking the talent buyer at, at Valley Bar to see if we could just do a a kind of a, a night in the reading room. They have this great little mostly talking kind of cocktail lounge type sit room and we did all acoustic. Uh, Ryan and Catherine came out for the first night. Um, so it was myself and then another artist and it was really great. It mm-hmm. was um, ve- it was very intimate. There was no sonic reinforcement there was no it was just we're in a room and we're singing songs and we hope you can handle it and a lot of people showed up and it was wonderful it was I think it was really cool as a singer to actually just sing without the interface of a microphone and and something physically in front of my face um, and just see a person right there and instead of the apparatus of musical devices so yeah yeah cool all right, May 11th, May 16th, and the album is probably coming out this summer? It's coming out soon. I, you know, I tried to update my website so you could pre-order it while you listen to this program because that's how the world works. But go to, I don't know, it's just not working. And, you know, 
can only focus on so many things at a time. Yeah, you're here right now, so you don't need to update your website. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the album yeah. is called Rising Sun Daughter, correct? Uh, it's, I think it's I it's the it's an EP called Icy Jane, Icy and that's Jane. so that's those you have in your hot little hand a pre-release copy um, that we'll have at on May 11th and May 16th, so you can buy them in person. Beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. I think we have exactly enough time for three more. Cool. This, well, I'd like to continue our set with a song by Towns Van Zandt um, called If I Had No Place to Fall. Could I count? 
let's do come on up to the house. Do you remember that one? Uh, vaguely. What, yeah. what key is this in? Uh, let's see. It's in A. Okay. I haven't sung this one in a while, but it's fun to do together. Okay. I might mess up the lyrics, but all you in That's listening cool. land will. I'll mess up the chords. Cool. sky is cracked come on up to the house the only things that you can see is all that you lack come on up to the house oh, oh you're crying don't do no good come on up to the house come down off that cross we can use the wood come on up the house you gotta come on to the house come on to the house the world is not my home I'm just a passing through come on to the house there's no light in the tunnel no irons in the fire Come on up to the house And you're singing leads of prayer in a junk man's choir Come on up to the house Don't life seem nasty, brutish and short Come on up to the house You know the seams are stormy And you can't find a port Listening out there, 
know the last lyric, so it's in your mind. It's Tom Waits for you. Um, this next song is a, an original song. This is the last one we have time for. It's a new song. I think I've just taught it to Ryan, and uh, it's a song that is it's just about believing in yourself. It's called I Was Once. Little girl, and I was. 